When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five star review. Highly recommend checking out the YouTube video today. Casal looks like Gilligan from Gilligan's Island right now. Uh, I prefer to think of it as a, an Ikea version of LL Cool J. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> In the spirit of free advertising, Lindsay, Ikea sponsored this bucket hat. I mean, what, what is it with you and all the free ads this week? Saul's just feeling yeah, so generous. Got a meat sticker, too. I, I'm trying to get us some money. That's all I'm trying to do. Let's go. <laughs> I question whether or not the hat that you are currently wearing will work. Well, you know, the good thing about me is you should never question anything. It always works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, is it made out of one of their plastic bags? Too? Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. gosh. I can see the <laughs> shine on it, things? and I'm like, what? It? No. They went, like, viral on TikTok, like, about, I, I don't know, eight to ten months ago. And uh, my kids desperately wanted one. They were sold out. And then uh, right before the wedding, uh, we went to Ikea and they had a whole slew of them. And so we got some and they'd just been sitting in the back. And so as I was getting ready for today's show, I was like, oh, I'm going to support that today. I'm going to bring it back. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's just too, too funny. Good job, Saul. Way to lighten the mood off the top. Good job. Yeah. Because we'll. We got to talk more DeAndre and shenanigans. Eight and watch. (laughs) So an article was posted today from Jake Fisher over at Bleacher Report, and there were a couple nuggets of information, um, more so around DA, that were in that article. Basically, he said, Portland does not appear to be a legitimate landing spot for restricted free agent DeAndre Ayton, sources said. And then he said Aiton's most realistic landing spots outside of Phoenix appear to be Atlanta, Detroit, and Toronto, which all would present intriguing sign-and-trade opportunities for the Suns. League personnel have also whispered in recent days about a potential sign-and-trade of Aiton to Indiana for Miles Turner. Turner and Aiton share the same representation. What y'all think about this new news? Uh, well, I mean, we, we've been pretty staunch on our on our – position about where we think DeAndre Ayton should go. And it basically is to stay here because there's no scenario in which you improve your team by getting rid of DeAndre Ayton yet, yet, at least from everything we've heard so far. Um, And so I, I just, I don't like any of the trades that have been proposed. I don't like any of the, I don't like the possibility of trading away a 23, 24 year old superstar or budgeting superstar, you hope. Um, for a bunch of guys that have already been in the league for for several years, and they're okay. They're okay. But they're not going to propel you to superstar status. They're not going to propel you to a a championship-level contender unless you're somehow able to leverage them in other trades as well to improve your team. That's kind of basically where I think 
I think most everybody is at, in, in my opinion. I know there's some people that want to trade DA for a bag of chips. I'm not talking about those fringe guys. I'm talking about the realists that understand how important DA is to this team and this franchise, despite the rumblings about everybody being unhappy. Listen, we've we've seen plenty of teams go through seasons and not jive together, but still be able to win championships. Kobe and Shaq, for instance, like they hated each other for several years, but they still got the job done. And not everybody was all hunky-dory all the damn time. Like, it can happen. And I know that's not the ideal thing because you want to root for your teams and how you want to you want to believe that everybody's just a bunch of good guys and they all get along. I don't really care as long as you bring home a championship and you don't disrespect everybody else. I, I don't care. Like, so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of what was reported today is kind of more of the same, like, in my book, at least, I know that the Blazers had popped up in a couple of reports as a potential landing spot for DA. That never made any sense to me because unless they're offering up like Anthony Simons, which they're probably not going to do, like that, they had nothing to offer. Like a Yusuf Nurkic double sign and trade is impossible to work out financially and does nothing for me. Like that's worse than any of the trades we suggested. So Blazers were never a landing spot in my eyes. Um, Pretty much confirm what we knew about Atlanta, Detroit, Toronto. Those all are sensible destinations if you are going to have to do a sign and trade, um, which again, it's in the sun's power to avoid that. Like Saul was saying, like, I still agree. I think the best avenue is to bring him back. You hope that this is just a giant smokescreen to get some team to offer something, but uh, I don't know. And, and I, I don't, I, I just, none of this is really new to me. <clears throat> Like, this is all kind of what we already figured. So um, we got a comment from Rick in the chat. They said, after what the Rockets got for Wood, I'm terrified with what the Suns will get for DA. Does that make you guys a little bit more nervous now seeing what has already begun out there on the trade market as far as who's swapping for who? Not really. Um, you know, Christian Wood, listen, he's he's going into the last year of his deal as well, I believe. And, you know, the pieces that that uh, the Rockets were going to get. Listen, the Rockets are in complete real rebuild mode. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they they traded an asset away because they wanted to get pieces that were easily manageable so that they can set themselves up for the future. The Suns are not in that position. The Suns are trying to get a championship. They're not trying to rebuild. So it's a completely different scenario. Um, and, and listen, at the end of the day, too, we have to trust James Jones. Like we have to trust James Jones that he's not just not going to take some random ass trade because, Hey, well, we got to get rid of DA. So here we go. Like he's, he doesn't operate that way. Mm -hmm. If he thinks it's in the best interest of the team to keep DA, he will keep DA. I promise you that. And he hasn't been the greatest GM of all time, but he's made some really, really good moves. And so I I think, listen, DA, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. And, you know, I'll, I'll propose this to you, Lindsay, since Gerald and I usually uh, talk about this all the time. Do, don't you feel like as the season and as the offseason has gone on, we veer closer and closer to keeping D.A. or or the sensibility in keeping D.A. rather than not? Yeah, but we've said that from the beginning, like and I've thrown this out there multiple times. All of this rumbling as far as DA being disgruntled or the beef between whomever within that organization on the team side of things, like, is it not fixable? 
Is it so far gone that you guys couldn't find a way to work together and equally mutually come to an agreement that is beneficial on both sides? Like, I just think, I think it's a little overblown personally, but again, we're not in those rooms day to day. So we don't know exactly what's been happening all season long. But if we're going off of one blow up in game seven, where it was just a embarrassing night for everybody who had anything Suns related attached to them, I can totally understand the frustration there and how emotions could just bubble over on both sides. So I 100% think the Suns should keep DA. And if they want to move him, move him later on down the line when you can actually get something substantial back for him instead of just like basically taking pennies for the dollar that you're giving away. Listen, if, if, if Gerald was disgruntled, right? And and, and this has happened, folks. I promise you, <laughs> Gerald has come to my office to, demanding a trade before. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's just calm down a little He's bit. He's like, DMVR, CHGO right now. That's it. He wanted to go to DMVR for, you know, for Jokic. And I was like, no, it's not going to happen. Listen, <laughs> but cooler heads prevailed. And, and and now he's happy. Now he's happy. Like that's just exactly but that that is a typical workplace environment, though. Like, like you're gonna have some run-ins, you're gonna have some head bumps, you're gonna have some things that you just don't see eye to eye with. And and for the most part, at least from what I keep hearing, teammate to teammate, there is no issues. Mm-hmm. Like these guys understand it's a business, they understand he's probably frustrated and he wants his money. I'm sure Chris Paul's probably like, damn, why didn't we pay this dude? Like, because he we, we should have paid this dude. Because he said so a year ago, right? Okay, cool. But that's easily solvable. As long as you don't have too much of a, of a conflict among teammates, the front office and the head coaching stuff, listen, those guys are super veterans, right? They've been around for decades. They understand how to manage these things. They understand how emotions can get involved and how you have to navigate those. So I'm not concerned about whether they can re- rehabilitate this at all. I don't think that there's been a nuclear bomb set off uh, by DA in order to burn a bridge that it can never be recovered. Like, I just don't believe that. So it, there's a long way to go here, but it, it very much does feel like the, the Kyler Murray situation all over again, where there was just a lot of like smoke and there's a lot of fire and we don't know what's about to happen. And de- it seems like Kyler just wants to be gone. He doesn't want to be here and all this other stuff. And now look, you know, you got the head coach talking about, oh, he's going to get paid. He's going to be the richest player in franchise history. Like, that's going to happen. Like, time heals all wounds. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yep. you just need some space from each other. I mean, we talked about it, too. Wasn't it KD who everyone was like, oh, he hasn't talked to the organization in like a month and a half since they got bounced from the playoffs? And I'm like, yeah, I would probably take a break, too, and get my mental straight and then come back in and start having those conversations. Like, deal with whatever emotions came from not being as successful as we thought and everyone else thought we were going to be. We literally have zero tangible stuff to go off of. All of these reports are coming from other league representatives, other league sources. None of this is coming directly from the Suns. The last we heard from James Jones, he was praising the season that DA had and he was saying that you know he he had a great season and that he's worth these guys on this team are worth the money that they're going to get. So like I, I just I have a hard time. For all we know, behind the scenes, Monty and Da could have patched things up, gone James, fishing. Yeah, James Jones could have called Da and said, "Look, ignore all the chatter, ignore all the noise. We're keeping you. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I'm not saying that that's happened, and I'm not you know discrediting anybody's sources or reporting." But we really don't know because there has been zero team activity since they got bounced from the playoffs. So 
nothing has happened yet. I know everybody wants to panic and, and get hysterical with every new report. You know, they're, they're choosing this player over this player or they're, you know, closing their window or whatever. But like, until we have more tangible stuff to go off of, we're just going to keep spinning in circles every day with every new report. And it's exhausting. Well, and the thing is with DA from the jump, of his NBA career, it has been split down the middle of people who are on his team, people who are not on his team. And Det in the comments said, seems more like posturing from his agents. It could be that. It could also be from other teams around the league trying to stir up drama and create just a sense of instability within the Suns organization or even through DA, right? Because if he is reading all of this stuff or if his agent is reading this stuff, how much of that are they trying to take for face value? Like this is all, it's a really unfortunate part of this business is that the negotiation processes can get a little bit gross. You know what I mean? Because everyone has to have their main person's best interest in mind, whether it's the player on the agent side or the team on the GM side or whatever it is, but we just have to take all of this kind of basically rumors because that's what it is. It's sources, but it's still technically a rumor because we're not hearing from the source directly. So we have to take all of that with a grain of salt when we're talking about pretty much every off-season move, to be honest. Yep. All right. There's your DA update. Uh, I firmly believe that Monty and DA are going to go fishing. They're probably going to ask to borrow Sal's hat. They're probably going to grab some Four Peaks beers and hash it all out on the lake. And uh, Saul's got the peach one right now. That's Peachy, a good lake beer. Ale, my favorite. I think that's a good lake beer. That's perfect. On Especially, a you know, summertime. Ice, hot, covid day. <laughs> if you guys want to try some Four Peaks beer for yourself, we highly recommend it. Just make sure you are 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. Also, if you have not checked out their location in Tempe, their brewery, you should definitely head on over there. It's super cool. They give tours of everything, which is awesome. And the food is really good. And so is the like ambiance. It's, it's got good vibes. So check it out. All right. Next up on our list of topics, pre-draft workouts. So as of right now, at least, the Suns do not have a pick so far in this draft, but Word on the street is that they are still holding pre-draft workouts. And one player in particular who we just recently heard was in is uh, Jariah Horn. So he shared a picture on his Instagram today that Mavs Draft on Twitter had shared. And it's basically him at the practice facility. Well, the picture is a Suns logo, but it's at the practice facility right outside of the locker room at that facility. So he is here in Phoenix working out with the team. I've also heard of a handful of other guys coming in and working out with the team. So how much are you guys reading into this as far as the potential that the Suns will get back into the draft? I mean, you got to be prepared. I, that's the only that's the only thing that you're you're really taking away from this is that you're just preparing in case. You're preparing for listen, it's not just DA though. Like the Suns can make a, a variety of different trades to try and, you know, bolster their roster. It doesn't have to be DA. Like I think we kind of we are consumed by DA, but we don't realize sometimes that there's other players. There's there's 13 to 14 other players that could potentially be on the move as well. Um, you know, well, I won't say 13 to 14, obviously, minus Devin Booker and most likely minus CP3, unless some miracle happened. <clears throat> so, I, listen, they're going to do their due, due diligence. Uh, they they want to make sure that 
should they be able to pull the trigger on something that is viable and, and worthwhile that they have a prospect in mind that they want to take advantage of, not name Ty Jerome or Jalen Smith. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and I appreciate that. Hello for the for the little heads up because I saw that. And I was like, oh, yeah, those two players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I it hasn't really been his style to, you know, value or prioritize late second round picks. But in a season where you need cheap players on very team friendly contracts, you could trade into you know, the forties or fifties of the draft pretty easily. And even if you don't, it's good to have an idea of some of these guys that may go late in the second round or may not go at all. And then you can pick somebody up as an undrafted free agent. Um, So that is kind of what's striking me about this is a lot of these guys are lesser known names, guys that could be available in the second round or after the draft, if you just sign them as an undrafted free agent. So that's, that's kind of what I'm taking from this because God bless James Jones. He loves those fifth year, 24 year old rookies. Like Jariah Horn is definitely on the older side, but he can. Yeah, shoot. he's 24. Yes, already 24 years old. Um, but he's a good shooter. He shot 41.5% from three last year on about five attempts per game. And he's a career 37.6% three point shooter over five years in college. So, you know, not bad. Tulsa sharpshooter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Buckets is buckets, Saul. Your hat knows. Yeah, Saul. Your hat knows. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the the same train as Johnny Venerable when it comes to football. Like, no small school guys. I don't care if you thrived in the CAA or the MEC or the NEAC. Like, I don't care. Like, go to a real league before I actually want to draft you. Man. Wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Buckets is buckets, man. Dang, Saul. <laughs> Is there one guy on the roster that didn't go go to a big school? Like and, and that that's good. That's contributed. That's contributing, I should say, before before Gerald pulls somebody in. I don't even know where Ish Smith or Ish uh, Wainwright went. So it's Wainwright. <laughs> no, they all went to big schools. Kentucky. Yeah, but, but Gerald was even talking North about Carolina, though. He's looking Arizona. at guys who may not even get drafted. These are people who could be like fringe players that you can pick up in a pinch when you just need a little extra oomph somewhere in your roster. We have Ify Lumberg for that apparently. So no, we don't need that. <laughs> Let's freaking go. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are killing me today. <laughs> Sorry, Gerald. The sarcasm is uh, uh, it's rough. It's it's strong on this Thursday. I think it came from Saul's hat. So blame him if you want to. Yeah. Um, listen, yeah, I, I want IKEA University. Yeah. There we go. Lord have mercy. Okay, so I got to tell you guys that this promo from DraftKings Sportsbook could potentially end tonight. So if you have not taken advantage of it yet, you should absolutely take advantage of it right now or right after this show download the DraftKings Sportsbook app use promo code PHNX when you sign up and after you make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals again one more time it could end tonight wait wait I just got the email here it is it's live let's go let me read this and then you tell us all about it so you have to make a $5 bet uh, during the NBA Finals and you're going to win $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So you could do this bet and then you get $150 and then you could put all those $150 in free bets on this 
these odds. Yes. This bet, so, whatever it is. Uh, these are uh, player to be traded odds and what's most likely going to happen. The Phoenix Suns come in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app at plus 350. Uh, the Detroit Pistons are at a plus 380. Indiana Pacers, plus 475. The San Antonio Spurs, a plus 475. And then you, and then it's everybody else. The Atlanta Hawks and the Toronto Raptors is probably, if I wasn't going to put the money on the Suns, I would look at those two spots because their odds are significantly higher than everybody else's at plus 1,000 for the Hawks Ooh. and plus oh. 1,700 for the Raptors. Oh, okay. man. If you really Definitely. feel like DA is on the move, I think you should move your money to those two teams. There you go, Gerald. Yeah, for, first bet would definitely be on the Suns. Second bet, I'm putting money on the Hawks and the Raptors. That would yeah, be, if sure. I were betting, that would be the smart move because, holy shit, those are very well, I mean, And especially if you have a free bet, then you're basically just winning money if any of those ones hit. You're not really risking anything. So I, I definitely think that's a good good gamble to make i would do suns first of course because i feel like that's the most likely one to actually come to fruition but i like the hawks and the raptors odds on this that's kind of surprising because those have been like especially the hawks anyway weren't they a team that we just talked about was listed in that article yeah yeah the hawks and toronto yep hawks raptors and pistons were named as the most likely ones with the pacers being thrown in after the fact but like yeah i i mean the raptors have a good player to offer an OG, the Hawks, you would hope that it'd be Capella and Bogdanovich. Those are better trades than I think the Pistons and the Pacers ones that we've come up with. Mm-hmm. Also there, this is a sleeper pick and I don't think there's any scenario which thinks that this could happen, but if you're willing to, you know, throw some money at a, at a, a huge odd, um, the worst odds are the Denver Nuggets, which we know is never going to happen plus 10,000, mm-hmm. but you know who else is at plus 10,000? It is the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers at plus oh. ten thousand. Okay, that's a little bit more realistic. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's going to happen, but mm-hmm. if I was like, you know what, you see plus ten thousand odds, why not throw a couple shekels at it, as Espo would say, and see what <laughs> happens? Because if it if there was a three way trade, and he somehow landed in Cleveland, there you go. Oh, that's a so this is for DA landing spots only. Landing spot. Okay. Okay. Uh, via trade. It does say via trade, though. Okay. So a three-team trade would still count in this scenario. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's intriguing. I, I'd have to look at their salary cap because I know a double sign trade with Colin Sexton, Sexton. Again, the math on that is nightmarish. But like if Jared Allen were involved or something like that, maybe we're talking. I don't know. I feel like we're going to have to do a little more research on this and see yeah. which ones um... – seem like really good bets to make and then we'll report back but this is exciting news does that mean it's live now Saul, or does that mean they finally came up with the odds and it's going live live on the DraftKings Sportsbook app you just go to Sportsbook and then you go to basketball odds and then you go to NBA odds and there it is all right look at that look at Saul making moves so quick that was like less than 72 hours (laughs) just just thank the bucket hat baby that's all we got to (laughs) do All hail the bucket hat. All it's rain and bets. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, we should make a PHNX bucket hat. We should. 
We that should. would be cool. I'm not mad at this, to be honest with you. <laughs> then everyone can get on my back about the it. beanies. You're warming up to it. At first, you're like, you need it. to take that off. It looks stupid. And now you're like, eh, I can see I it. I think it was because the, um, I don't hate bucket hats in general. I think it's just because it straight up says Ikea right across the top. Oh, and yeah. I positioned plastic. it so it would. It's just a little, like, silly. Because I have a couple bucket hats, and, and I rock with them, so... It's, but this particular one is definitely growing on me. Sly, yes. Charlotte was in there, and I think they were at a plus 900. Okay. okay. All right. You guys ready to play a game of buy or sell with the Suns 2022 free agents? Let's do it. Okay. Let's go ahead and go down the list here. And just an FYI, everyone, Gerald did write an article about this on gophnx.com. So if you want to read that, head on over there. We'll start with DeAndre, and he's a restricted free agent. Are you guys buying or selling on DA and why? I mean, I already know the answer to this one, but you could just do the cliff note since we already talked about it 10 minutes ago. Yep. Still buying. buying. Still buying. It's, <laughs> it's the that's most sensible. Sense history. Buying. Well, it's a low bar to clear, to be fair. But even without that, like, he's a good player. He's 24 years old. You have all the power to control what happens this summer with him. Um, and you shouldn't just get caught up in what happened the last couple of weeks. I think there are some very real questions about DA's ability to create his own offense, which I'm going to be writing about for tomorrow, just on the basketball side of things. But like he's imperative to what you do on both ends of the floor. You're not going to get a better one for one replacement. It, it's just like, get rid of the drama, bring him back, mend those bridges and compete for a title next year. And for the next couple of years, that's where I stand still. The future of the Phoenix Suns rests in the hands of Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden and nobody else. Okay. Next up, we've got unrestricted free agent JaVale McGee. Mm -hmm. You guys buying or selling on the Suns trying to bring him back into the fold? Ooh, that's a tough one for me because I, while I love JaVale and I love what he brought to the Suns and I thought he was a very adequate backup all season long in, in that 10 to 15 minute range, mm -hmm. um, I think he got a little exposed, um, and I think the blueprint is there for what you do if JaVale McGee is in the game, and um, and that's just the spread spread out and shoot. Like That's basically what it is, and JaVale really had a tough time um, in the playoffs, especially against the Dallas Mavericks, in competing and staying on the floor. And so you can imagine a scenario where DA got hurt, and you have to rely on this guy, and he's not able to do what you need him to do. So um, I, I, I will say bye. Um, unless there is a more versatile option out there on the market that you think you can get that 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 can guard the perimeter a little bit better than what Javel can give you, I'm I'm going by on this one, and it's not even about what happens with Da. I think if Da is part of a sign and trade, it becomes more important to bring Javel back, depending on what you're getting in return, because you do need a productive backup for the regular season. Like you've still got 82 games to get through regardless of what he can give you in a playoff series, you need just the body, the production, and he's very productive in those minutes. The problem, like Saul said, you put him in drop coverage in the playoffs, he becomes very much less effective. Um, so I think you do bring him back, not for the amount you brought him back last year. You brought him back for $5 million in the first place. That seems a little high. The mid-level exception is too high. If you can get him on like maybe the biannual exception, which is about $4 million, that's that seems like decent value. A veteran minimum feels more appropriate, but he probably will have other suitors that you would have to contend with. I think he's a good barometer for how good or bad this locker room situation is behind the scenes because 
JaVale has switched teams a number of times. He's played on a lot of winning teams. So he knows when a team is a championship caliber team or not. If he wants to return here and he's willing to take a little bit of a discount to re-sign, I think that's a very good sign for what the Suns are building. But if he just bounces like day one, I'm a little bit concerned about what he saw here in Phoenix. Not that JaVale McGee is like this end-all, be-all guy, but he's been around the block. He knows a good team when he sees it, and you know it, it'll be interesting to see whether he's back. I say buy, but I do think it's going to have to be for cheaper than what they got him for last year. Uh, I agree with that. JaVale in drop coverage is much like Derek Montilla playing broomball, always on his back. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> if JaVale, if you want to bring JaVale back, though, with the idea in mind that, oh, well, when JaVale was in, he was just fine. He could definitely fill DA's shoes. Then absolutely, I'm not on board with that. But yeah. if you're buying JaVale, like you said, Gerald, at a little bit of a lower rate, I'm 100% on board with bringing him back because, like you said, the regular season aspect, but then also the locker room aspect JaVale was a big factor in like that whole pregame kind of warm up with this team, bringing some joy and some excitement around playing and and just going through the ups and the downs of the entire season. And I think that's important. And like you said, that veteran experience, that's huge because we still are technically a young ish team, like some of the guys on this team still need that really good veteran leadership. And you have the for lack of a better word, the hard ass in Chris Paul, you also need the friendlier one in JaVale McGee, right? So I'm I'm gonna go by, but with some some uh stipulations Caveats. around this one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next up we've got restricted free agent Aaron Holiday. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a tough one. This well, is a tough Gerald, one. You know how I feel about this. You know, yeah, you're it's, bad about my, my guy. Yeah, it's 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 not a tough one for me. I would be surprised if they even tender him the five point eight million dollar qualifying offer to make him a, restric- a restricted free agent, and that's not even a reflection of what he has to offer. But it's because I think they can do better with their mid level, and I do think we have gotten a good indication from the organization how much they value. Aaron Holiday and what he brings to the table. I don't think that they trust him for whatever reason. I don't think that they're interested in exploring what they have in him. So even though they have all the power, if they want to tender him that $5.8 million qualifying offer, like I just don't see them doing it. I, I And I don't think there'd be a point to it unless you have a direct talk with Monty, like, hey, you got to play this guy more. You've got to see what you have in him and give him minutes. And I just don't think that's how James Jones or Monty operate. So I think they're going to sell on this guy. I think they're going to look elsewhere for a campaign upgrade and then have campaign be the third string point guard. I think that's what's going to happen. Gerald, it's not about what you think is going to happen. It's what do you want to happen? Well, that that is what I that is what I want to happen because I don't think because if you're bringing Aaron Holiday back, he's your third string and that means campaign is your second your backup guy because he's still on the roster next season. So bringing Aaron Holiday and campaign back to me doesn't make sense. You need an upgrade from pain that slides him down to Aaron Holiday's current spot, not bringing Aaron Holiday back and hoping that he can surpass pain because I just don't see that happening. Um, well, the bar is low, as you said, when it comes <laughs> to backup point guard. And I think Aaron Holiday could could easily, um, you know, pass that and then some. I <clears throat> listen, if you even go back, and I'm not even saying this just because he's a Phoenix Sun, but even in 2018 or 19 one of those years when he came out in, in the draft, I was big on him. I just thought that 
He was a physical guard watching him play at UCLA. Um, and he hasn't gotten the the amount of minutes for a variety of reasons at his stops. I will give you that. Um, but I just I do believe in the upside of Aaron Holiday. And so if you're out there listening, Aaron, I'm on your side. You just hire me to be your agent. I'll be your hype guy. Um, <laughs> I, I believe in his physicality. I believe in his sneaky hands. I believe uh, he he mirrors closer to what you have in CP3 than campaign does. And I believe that he, w- he would be a good backup point guard for this organization for years to come. I really do. I don't think campaign's the answer. I don't. And I feel like the way he just completely fell off was too much. It's too much volatility to, 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 to rely on. Aaron Holiday to me is is much more than that. I, I do believe in him. I, I feel like he can he can shoot from the outside. He's a far more consistent shooter than than campaign was, uh, and he's physical. Uh, ironically enough, he's physical at the rim, and and he has sneaky bounce. Like I love everything that Aaron Holiday has to offer. I don't feel like he's just some some random dude that's a third or fourth stringer. I believe that he's a he's a backup point guard in this league. I really do, and. Um, so I would want to buy him. I understand the sentiment that you think that the the Suns won't because there's just too many other factors. But let's just say he traded uh, the that campaign was traded or there was some maneuvering going on. Um, I could see Aaron Holiday coming back uh, under the 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 most perfect of circumstances. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't understand why he didn't get as much run as he as as he should have, especially when everybody else was playing just so bad. Uh, I have a tendency to feel like every time they saw Aaron Holiday in the in the hallway, they immediately thought of Drew and had flashbacks and they resented him. <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. That's just my take. So bring Aaron Holiday back. I think if the Suns are not able to make any additional moves to really bolster that backup point guard position, I think you bring Aaron Holiday back and I think you swap him and campaign. Yes. Aaron can be second and then Cam can be third. And then you it also can create an environment where maybe this maybe in an ideal situation, it encourages and add, lights a fire under campaign to get back to the campaign that was able to get the money. Right. And then you can kind of swap between the two of them and use them interchangeably when you need to. So without any additional moves being made to find an, a better backup point guard for Chris Paul, I say keep him, so buy, and then swap him and campaign for two and three. I mean, the, the name is the juxtaposition right there. Do you want more pain or do you want some holiday? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, the name tells you what to do. This man is relying on puns for his offseason strategy. Kill me. <laughs> so, Det in the chat said the roster spot that Aaron... Aaron Holiday takes up should be used on the Sun's future point guard to be groomed by CP3. That's not Holiday. But, but in a situation where you can't find that, would you still buy or would you still sell him? Yeah, you, I'd find a better a player. I'd find a better player. You're not going to find a player to groom. We've talked about this with backup point guards. Like Tyus Jones is the closest thing, and the Suns probably aren't going to be able to get him on that mid level that they've got. So I, I just. If you're running so, it so back, you can't find one then is what you're saying, right? No, no, no. I'm not saying you can't find one. You can find a better backup. You can't find a backup that you can groom for the future is what I'm saying. Like how, that guy's not there. 
I mean, I could we could go all day with this, and I could say, how can you find a better backup? Because I don't believe you can. But uh, <laughs> we literally talked about multiple options last week that are yeah, all better all, than Aaron Holiday. They're, they're all, all better than Holiday. Holiday. They're all better than Aaron Holiday. <laughs> what we talked about last week. I disagree. Okay, well, we'll move on to the next one. Agree to all disagree. Apparently, you guys, the chat. Just a disagreement type of day. Ish Wainwright, restricted free agent. Now, Gerald, you highlighted in your article that his $1.8 million qualifying offer feels about right in terms of his value, but maybe his market has grown a little bit this year and other teams could swoop in and try and offer him a little bit more. So with that in mind, do you think, do you realistically think teams will come in and try and offer him more? And if they don't, are you buying or selling? I have no idea what his market's going to look like. If I'm going to be completely honest, I think some team maybe looks at his limited minutes and goes, that's a rotation guy on our team because he barely played, but that's because the Suns were so good. They had wing depth um, and it was hard for him to get minutes. I think another team could swoop in another like lesser team with a bigger offer. And maybe the Suns go, okay, get paid. Like you've earned it. We're not going to pay that much to keep you here. And while we're already probably going to be dipping into the luxury tax, I do think though, there is value in the fact that this is the first team that gave him an NBA shot. I think he values that. And I think he knows that they were important to his growth and his work ethic here. So, you know, if, if Ish Wainwright gets offered, you know, even 5 million or something like that from another team, maybe that's too much for the Suns. But like, I do think if you can bring him back for around the minimum or around that qualifying offer, that's a good deal. He's an end-of-the-bench guy, but he can play some small ball five. He can get in the game, and he's a very good corner three-point shooter, which you need to be in this league. So I'd be happy to have him back for the right price. Ish, Ish Wainwright, to me, is is the model of where I feel like the Suns did ultimately go wrong at certain points this year. Um, when you had opportunities let – me, let, me, let me explain. When I feel like there was a lot of opportunities this season where games were put away – or, you know, how many times this year that I'd be like, pull the fucking starters. There's yeah. five minutes left to go. Pull the fucking starters. Why are, yeah. why are they still out there? You know what I mean? And then, mm. you know, people get injured. And like, uh, and so I, I would have liked to see Monty use, again, this is kind of a, re- a repetitive theme, especially based on how everything just kind of melted down because of maybe fatigue or whatever. And then also looking at other teams and, you know, the, the Popovich teams of the past, right? Um, I think the one thing that they always did was they excelled in using players in their scheme and developing them as the season went along, especially early in the year when the games, you know, they're just, you know, listen, it's, it's a grind in the NBA. So you want to keep things fresh and one way to keep things fresh, not only by benching Chris Paul and keeping him fresh, but also putting in players getting them a, a few minutes of run here and there so they could feel comfortable out there on the court a little bit more. And I felt like Ish Wainwright showed enough to get more minutes, in my opinion, um, especially down the end of the year. That game at L.A. against the Clippers, I know everything was basically sealed up, but damn, he had a great game. And mm-hmm. he had a great game. And, like, I, I, that was the first, like, full Ish Wainwright experience I think we all got, and I was very impressed. And I was like, well, shit, I wish my man would have gotten some more run. Um, because he kind of fits that PJ Tuckerish kind of mold, in my opinion. And I would have liked to see a little bit more because you never know. You never know. And I think that's something you're seeing with the Celtics and the Warriors right now is that there's some dudes that 
you just didn't really think we're going to be important players that all of a sudden are very important players. Like, and so I'm not saying, you know, listen, the Suns were dominant this year. They were 64 win team. Best in, in in franchise history. I'm not trying to bag on on everything that they did, but I do I did see some some opportunities for them to even get better, despite the fact that they were on a very hot you know uh, what do you call it? a heater. There you go. That was the word I was trying to find. So um, I would have liked to see Ishwain Wright if he can come back for less than two million dollars a year. I buy. If it's more than that, I sell. Okay, I I do think it's important to note though that he started out the year on a two way contract and by the end of the year was getting decent rotation minutes. So it's not like, you know, I, I understand your point about emphasizing development and and getting end of bench guys a little bit more run. And we've talked multiple times about how there were those games where it's like, okay, Monty, you can pull the starters now. Like for the love of God, get these guys out. But you know, expectations we need to understand. His growth was rapid for being a two-way contract guy sure but but then he didn't play in the playoffs at all so that development down the end of the season it's almost it it was almost just useless at at that point right if you're not going to use that guy like again for situations like dallas specifically dallas i'm not even going to talk about new orleans because new orleans was a battle every game basically pretty close i i understand that series but dallas when you're getting housed by 20 points and nobody's feeling it. Nobody's in a groove. Like you're in the fourth quarter and you're basically giving up. Like those are the times. Like, why not? Like, why well, not? Did. Throw him he out did. there. And he got a few minutes here and there, but it he wasn't was enough. Their, he was their I, second I, leading scorer in that game. Like he like, played. I, I want minutes. to see more. I want to see more. Okay, that's fair. He did play minutes in that game, though. It's not like it was just garbage time. It, but garbage time was past halftime. So like he did oh, play in the second seven? half. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about the entire series. I'm talking about games three on on. Basically, is what I'm talking. Not just game seven. Okay. So it sounds like you guys are not on the same page a little bit. So buying or selling? I buying if it's below two mil, like the one point eight that that he's slotted, I guess at or or I'm selling if it's more than that because he's still a wild card. I'm buying unless he gets a decent offer elsewhere, in which case he outplayed kind of his value here and good for him like he <laughs> get your money dude he's worked really hard and he's earned that so okay we try to get him on the show we should let's do it so then I'll we're try. all in agreement we're buying ish wayne right as long as it is less than two million dollars but if he gets offered more, i'm not saying that, get that. <laughs> i'm not saying two million that's very little but i am saying around that amount okay give or take a few dollars no, no, no. Okay. if it's 2.1 okay gerald's got some wiggle room saul is a hard this is it this is the top dollar you're gonna get all right unrestricted free agent bismack biombo Mm -hmm. will we see a return of the mac (laughs) oh god you're welcome gerald she's adding she's adding in a jingle every show now is this in her contract (laughs) oh my goodness I did not. I did not. Oh, we should, we need to put it in there. To for be fair, two. I I meant to do like a bumch, but it just oh, didn't come out right. Yeah. So I had, to, bum, bum, bum. I had to, to zag. Like you just unmasked a villain all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I say bye. I buy Bismack. Um, I, I like I like what he brought to the table. I like the energy he get, he gave, and I think as a as a, a third center, very very good. Like you can't, there's not going to be a lot of dudes that you can find as a third center that, that are going to be able to make an impact in the game um, that, that, that he did, to be honest with you. So uh, especially if you lose DA 
you have to bring back him. You you just do because you don't have a lot of physicality now down low. And so you you need to bring back Bismack. Uh so that's I buy. I'm gonna go sell on this one. And <sighs> I know it's blasphemous. Wow. He's a, he's a high character locker room guy. We all know that. And he did very well in the spot minutes in the playoffs. Like he was making the switch from JaVale to Biz was important because he's a little bit more mobile on the perimeter. But I do think if you do bring back DA and you do bring back JaVale, both of which should be priorities, I don't know if you need a third rim-rolling big in the rotation. I think you need to devote a roster spot. And maybe you can do this with bringing Biz back. I don't know what their roster construction is going to look like. But I feel like a third rim-rolling traditional big is not maximizing your versatility. You need somebody that you can depend on as a small ball five because we saw Torrey Craig kind of disappear. And like Saul was saying, Ish Wainwright didn't get any playoff run. He's not that guy yet. So you need some versatility with your center spot. Maybe that's Dario Sharich. But if you have Sharich still on the roster, if you have Biombo, if you have McGee, if you have Aiton, that's four spots devoted to the center position. Somebody's going to get left out and you're basically wasting a roster spot in case of injury or whatever. So I love biz. I would love to see him back in Phoenix, but I do think he's going to get offers elsewhere because other teams saw his comeback season this year. And I think by the time the Suns prioritize bringing him back, it might be too late. He might get an offer elsewhere. So I'm selling on this one. Well, and you know, a lot of people in the comments are bringing up the fact that we don't, I don't think that the Suns could necessarily afford him now because he likely can get more money from some other team. And we have to keep in mind, too, that when he did initially join the Suns team, he said he already had offers elsewhere. He was just being very particular on -hmm. who he wanted to play for because the timing of the situation and the passing of his father. Does that change moving forward now? Has he felt like he's had enough time to go through you know, all the stages of grief and and come to a better headspace potentially where he's willing to go off and find a team that maybe will pay him more. I don't know. We'll just kind of have to wait and see on that one. But Gerald, you do bring up a good point as far as how many roster spots do you allocate to centers who are all very similar? Yeah. And, and I do think if you can bring him back on the veteran minimum, like, great, do that. But I do think, and I think that is his value on any team, to be honest. I, I'm I'm not going to say I'd be shocked if someone else gave him above the veteran minimum, but it is possible and it would be surprising still. If you guys had to pick between Bismack and JaVale, would you go JaVale or Biz? JaVale. I go I'd go JaVale. Split vote. Okay. <laughs> okay. Surely I'd never see eye to eye. <laughs> no. Today has been surprisingly I off. Day to day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My goodness. All right, up next, we've got Elford Payton. He is an unrestricted free agent. Now, listen. We might agree now, Gerald. We agree on this one, yeah. Gerald! <laughs> give it away for free! Just go! Oh, poor Elford. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a definite sell for me. And here's the reason why. It is really, really hard on a team, a Suns team that outscored its opponents by 615 points this year, which was a league best, to be a team worst minus 43. That is really, really hard to do. And I know he plays with bench guys and third string guys a lot of the time, but he also played with a lot of starters. And literally, even Ife Lundberg and Ish Wainwright had positive plus minuses. 
I'm sorry, Alfred, you got it. It's, it's a sell. Oh yeah. Uh, listen, uh, when, when Monty said you can never have enough Alfred Paytons, and I've mentioned that multiple times, <laughs> I, I, I still to this day can't believe he uttered those words out of his mouth. Like, bro, yes, you can. Because if you have too many, you're the worst team in the league. You are like, Oh my goodness. Like Alfred got a lot of love last year because of what he did at the Knicks, but I think he got way too much love for what he did at the Knicks and Mm -hmm. the Suns paid him thinking that he was going to be able to supplement campaign in case, in case they didn't believe uh, in case campaign fell apart, which Mm -hmm. he did. And he could not Uh, Mm -hmm. EP go home. Look, I, I, and I guarantee you, he said that because he's not going to say anything negative about his own guy publicly to us. He's not going to be like, yeah, Alfred Payton, we've seen him in practice. He's not very good. You know, I, I no. get, I get making fun of the quote, but like he's but saying you, what he has to say as a coach. But, like that but you is didn't the need most. To say you can never have enough Alfred Paytons. Like you can never have two. What, like what, that's what, that's what the line you cross. Thing, what substantial thing is he going to say? Like that's a. That's a like cliche sports thing. He just like pulled out of the book. Like, you know, he's a solid player. We really like him on the team. You know, like he's a good role Mm -hmm. player. We really like what he did in New York last year. And I like what he brings to the team this year. But But to say you can never have enough. (laughs) But it was also at the beginning of the season when you're still trying to pump guys up and make sure you don't lose them for an entire year. Like, I get it. But and somebody asked, why are we doing this? We're doing this because it's fucking June and there's nothing (laughs) else to talk about. That's why we're doing this. I feel like about all of the free agents today. That's uh, yeah. I want to say it was more specifically towards Alfred than the whole conversation, but (laughs) yeah, if he's on the list, we can't just skip him. Come on, guys. I think that was very directed at EP for sure. Yeah, I think so too. All right, we're gonna round things out. Continue to catch strays even after he leaves the Suns. I'm gonna be like, you should never have too many. (laughs) (laughs) Bless his heart, poor thing. If a Lundberg, he is on a two-way contract. Um, and then, of course, we mentioned a few shows ago, he's going to be playing for the Suns at Summer League. And also something to keep in mind is that the Suns did say that they had been trying to get him over here for a while when they did finally be able to bring okay. him in. So Real are you quick, buying or gotta, selling? Okay, I got to get rid of the bucket hat. Well, is I'm it too tight on your head? Oh. Hat. <laughs> Holy shit. My, ha- my hands are like so... Soaked. I keep going like this because I'm just sweating under this because it doesn't breathe. It's all plastic. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> Not um, an ideal hat for this Phoenix uh, sun. No. Okay. If a Lundberg, anybody, anybody, yeah. takers, buyers? I'm, I'm going to wait till I see Summer League. I need to see some more FA. Um, I, you know, we, we got about 30 minutes of them total in the season. Um, he showed some flashes of things. He very much gave me Drogic vibes. He just did. Um, mm. And so if if, <clears throat> if you believe in his development, then, yeah, I would say bye. But um, I still need to see more. And so I want to see what he does at Summer League to see, you know, how how strong he is um, compared to his other peers that are, that are around the same age, um, same experience levels, um, and how dominant he can be before I make my decision on that. But if I was to make my decision right now, I would say sell because there's just not much there and you could probably get some, some more experienced assets instead. But, um, but I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Yeah. I I think it's very obvious that he's playing for the summer league team for a reason. You want to see more of what he can do, uh, see him in more game type situations against NBA caliber talent. So that'll be good. Uh, But I do think the fact that he is playing for the summer Suns is a pretty, 
clear indication that he's probably going to be back in Phoenix next year. I don't know what capacity, what kind of contract it'll be on. I'm guessing the minimum, um, but we'll see right now. He's a two-way guy for a reason, but all of our Danish friends that we've talked to that are familiar with his game have said, this guy is an NBA player. Um, and I, I know for a fact that they had been trying to bring him over for a lot longer than when they finally got him. So uh, they're they're definitely intrigued, and I think they'll make a decision after the fact. But the fact that he's going to play for the Summer Suns, it, it seems like he's going to be back next year. But at the same time, I don't know if you could read that. I mean, you can read that far into it. It could also be the fact that, like, who else is going to play for the Suns? And they brought him all the way over here to by the time he was actually able to get here, it was basically the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So make that trip at least worthwhile by putting him on the – the summer league roster, right? Getting him paid a little bit there as well. Yeah, but I know I know that there's genuine interest in for both parties in seeing what he can do. Um, because like I said, they had been trying to figure this out with Ife for a while mm-hmm. before they finally got him. Yeah. I definitely would I'm not opposed to buying, but again, like you guys said, let's wait and see after summer league just to get a little bit more of an idea of what exactly he can do. And of course, it's not the same level of talent that you see during a regular season, but it still gives you an idea of what you could be getting from him. So I'm not opposed to buying at all, but I want to wait until after summer league. So we had a comment in the chat from G-Man and they asked, will you guys have a draft breakdown show? funny you should ask g-man because the answer is yes (laughs) uh we are going to be live for the entire draft so it'll be roughly you know four or so hours um i think we're going to start at 4 45 correct yes 4 45 and we'll basically hang out with you guys come tune in you know we're just gonna be chilling we're gonna have some Four Peaks. We're going to have some snacks. It'll just be a really cool, chill vibe type of atmosphere. We'll talk about everyone in the draft, people who like teams who select players that may affect the Suns. We'll cover any moves that potentially could be made. We'll have a whole bunch of special guests on. So highly recommend you guys come join us. Um, Just put it on your TV, you know, watch the draft on your computer or vice versa and just chill with your friends over here at Beach Next. Listen, there's not going to be another there's there's nowhere else you're going to be able to go to not only get live draft analysis, but live draft analysis for your Phoenix Suns. Like uh, every move that is made will break down what the prospects, who the prospects are, what they can do. um, And more importantly, how that affects um, you know, how everything shake out in, in the Western Conference or the division um, and, and how it affects the Suns. Like, that's that's what we do. So uh, please come join us. It's going to be an all-night affair, and uh, we'll answer a lot of questions. We do have some special guests lined up, ready to go. One of them is Casey Jacobson from Fox Sports 1. He's uh, already... He's already in the fold, and we're working on several others. So it should be uh, a great time. Yeah, so put it in your calendar. Come hang out with us. Also, I learned about a really cool event that is happening later this month as well. And Saul, I believe you are going to be there. Gerald, I don't know if you confirmed or not yet, but our friends over at OGs are hosting a pool party over at the Maya Day Club in Scottsdale this month on June 25th. I didn't know you were going to say that right now. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Oh, no, it's all good. 
I mean, so, it's yeah. happening, and you guys should definitely know about it. It's going to be a lot this, of fun. This sexy over by the pool, baby. Let's go. Um. Yeah, that's a reason to go. Johnny Venerable, as already said, he's in, and we're going to have a chugging contest once again. Like, why not? Let's do it. Let's do it up. And you know Shane is going to be there. You know Sean's going to be there and Tree and Leah and the whole crew. So lots of people from PHNX will be out at that event. Again, June 25th at the Maya Day Club. And also want to tell you guys, they just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor. So Pina Colada, a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend that is just perfect for those summer road trips or pool parties like at the Maya Day Club. So check out OG's um, online at ogsbrands.com or their Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. But just, just in case y'all forgot, you have so to be 21 or older to purchase. The funny part about this is that Lindsay doesn't know all the details about this OG's uh, uh, Maya Club thing. Mm. Is that she thinks it's just if anybody wants to go next week, they can go. However, <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, we are looking at doing two live shows, one in July, one in August, from the club. Oh, uh, no. Let's go. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, but how? Uh, we're working on the logistics part of that. Max threw this to me today. I'm going to go out and take a look and make sure that we can do this in a reasonably safe and uh, <clears throat> PG-13 level. And uh, and yeah, and then that's how it'll be. Now, it might be too hot. I, I acknowledge that. But our guys over at the, the PHNX Sun Devil show, Shane and Sean and, and Totri, will probably do a um, – uh, what, what's, that, what's that program called? Oh, dang it. Man on the Street. Word on the yeah, street. But the, the shit, shit show. show. They, they'll probably do a, an episode of the shit show out there because why not? Mm -hmm. um, it'll be just a, a fun, fun time. So, okay. <laughs> I haven't been to Maya in a hot minute, so this is going right? to be a like, triumphant return. <laughs> it feels like it feels like forever. That was oh, so man. long ago. I don't. I don't know how I will hold up at, at the Maya Day Club, but I highly recommend y'all go. <laughs> Big fan. Oh, of I'm going to be wearing the bucket hat for sure. You might need to get one that's a little more breathable because you're already going to be hot outside. Through the top of it. <laughs> that's smart. That's smart. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Also, real quick, just a reminder, as always, um, we want you to be safe and healthy so that you can participate in these fun pool parties and events that we've got going on. And you can keep those people around you safe as well. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Guys, thanks for coming and hanging out today. Appreciate you. Uh, Long John Silver, uh, campaign is not a free agent. That's why we didn't do them. There you go. Well, there you go. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. So come hang out with us. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Gerald, today's your turn. Oh, it's my day. Okay, never mind. So, oh, go. It's my day. I'm ready. Let's well, go. We went like go. this, so I thought it would just oh, be the same. Yeah, yeah, no. And remember, folks, if you want to come hang out, hang out with us at the club, dun, 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 Lindsay's probably not going to be there. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>